We've been told this story that if you check all the boxes, if you do all these great things, then you will be happy. But why do so many of us still feel unfulfilled? Welcome to Wealth and Liberty, where we give you the education, tools, and solutions to go from feeling unrewarded to becoming autonomous with three simple concepts to guide us. Identity, self-development, and financial control. All right, welcome back. Uh, Scott Tucker here again, and uh, really excited to share uh, today's episode with you um, as we're rolling out these you know, first, I don't know if it's going to be 10, 20, 30 or so episodes, uh, but it's really a cool opportunity for for me to hash through all the ideas and concepts and philosophies um, and share them with you and, and put it together in a way um, that, one, we can digest it easily and, and I can get feedback from you and figure out you know, what it is you want to hear more about, what doesn't make sense, and um, what are some of the struggles and pains that you're dealing with that aren't being addressed in the traditional approach to military transition, you know, figuring out what you want to do with your life, um, what am I supposed to do with my money, and what we'll talk about on today's show is really retirement planning. And uh, so I uh, want to get to that quickly, but um, it's relevant in the sense that, uh, you know, our, our sponsor of, of this show is U.S. Vet Wealth, which is my company. And you know, what we're doing on this show is, is teaching the philosophies that we implement at U.S. Vet Wealth, which is simply the idea of going for someone who just feels unrewarded in a way, not in a greedy way, but in just in a sense like, I thought there was going to be more. I thought the, the the story they told us, you know, throughout our lives, just le- leaves me kind of like, ugh. And for those that listen to this show, I hope want more. And what I've found is people just want autonomy, or those types of veterans do. And you get autonomy when you piece together three things. And a lot of times people only have a couple of things. You, you have your identity, kind of know who you are. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm cool. I know exactly what I want to be. And maybe you got your finances in order um, in post-military life and you're making good money, and, but you're not really growing. You've kind of hit a plateau if you're not building up the self-development side of things. Or you could have you know, a strong identity and, and good self-development, but if you don't have, and, and a good motivation, but if you don't have the finances in order, you can't really serve those whom you rent to serve in the ways that you, you could. Or you might have, you know, the growth and the finances in order, but if you, if you aren't aspiring to become something, a new identity, then you're just going to flounder. And so that's what's so cool about Vet Wealth. And our approach to thinking about what is the purpose of not just money, but really your time. If that's what you really want, then let's pay attention to the modern economy. 
modern opportunities, modern skill sets required to go build wealth and liberty as it means to you. So excited to, to be launching the show and vet wealth uh, all together. So hopefully you get a few ideas uh, from this particular episode, because a lot of people are always asking me, okay, so what do I do with my retirement accounts now? Like, I don't, the market's been crashing because of this coronavirus stuff. And, and then a lot of folks, it's, it's not even about the market. It's more about, you know, what is my real purpose of this money if it's not retirement? Or if people are older and they want to make sure that they can use it the way that they plan to without losing their shirt, then this might be relevant episode as well. So we will get to it. Enjoy the show. So how do you feel about your retirement account right now in early April 2020? Because if you're like most veterans, for the past 10 years or so, you've probably been under the impression that your retirement account was doing great. The economy has been great, your balance has been growing, and then suddenly, last few weeks, it tanked. You know, pe- people are starting to realize that the economy was not all it was cracked up to be. And you may be wondering how bad it's going to get. Now, I remember what it was like in 2008, because that's when I started in the financial industry. You know, people were in the same state of shock and confusion. You know, businesses were failing. Um, and then in came the government with a big bailout, which is nothing compared to what they're doing now. And anyways, the, the economy quickly kind of reconnected and people got back to work. But they also continued to invest in their 401ks and save for retirement. And the bailout kept things all nice and happy for a while um, and propped up the stock market. But inevitably, there was going to be another correction. Um, and the bigger picture of what's really going on is that an unstable situation just gets keep on, keeps getting pushed down the road. So it shouldn't come as a surprise that any large-scale event like coronavirus that disrupts our normal daily lives is, is going to show us, once again, the cracks in our financial you know, foundation. And you know, popular... Economic theory tells us that if you look back at all the crashes throughout history, there's always a rebound. So yeah, there's always a rebound. But that rebound doesn't mean everyone with money invested in the market you know, recovers. Because millions of baby boomers are already in retirement and living off of their retirement savings. And this is where a lot of wealth in our country has been concentrated in recent years. The, the, the recent market correction represents a tremendous amount of lost wealth. And the stock market is a long game. Most of that population, the boomers, probably won't even live long enough to regain what they've lost. So they aren't going to have a a lot of confidence to reinvest at the bottom of the market, you know, to get back in. And for the economy to recover, prices are going to need to come down to a point where more people feel confident and begin to invest again. So to reiterate, the boomers aren't, you know, once they get out, they're not going to want to get back in. You know, they're not those kind of savvy investors. 
So where's this transfer of wealth going to come from? The government, who's just printing money out of thin air? They're putting so much money back into the economy somehow. And so who's paying for that? Well, the future is paying for it. Future taxes. You know, it's either you, me, or somebody else. But right now, taxes are at all-time lows. So they're going to go up at some point. So much of the money in this country is in tax-deferred retirement accounts, which is a very dangerous bubble to be in. And yet, we are continually led to believe that effective financial retirement planning means we should save for retirement in a retirement account, and that's kind of it. You do that, you've checked the box. But is that always the right advice for everybody? I say it's not always the right advice and that retirement accounts are not for everybody. If you've been saving for retirement, it's not that you've done anything wrong. What it's really about, and have you asked yourself this question, what am I really doing with this money? Is it only meant for me to live off of after I turn age 60? Or is it really meant for me to live? It's supposed to serve a purpose. So to my fellow veterans, I ask, are you an unrewarded veteran? Not in a greedy way, but in a way where you're kind of let down. Things didn't pan out or aren't, or you don't see how they're going to pan out the way you were led to believe they would. And too many veterans have given so much to this country in return for so little. That's a sacrifice. But they feel unrewarded, unfulfilled. They have sacrificed years of their time and service to their country, putting friends, family, and a lot of personal dreams and passions on hold. They have waited out that time only to come out the other end to find that the civilian economy isn't all it's cracked up to be. Especially now, we have no idea what's going to happen. They've done everything that they have been counseled to do. They have opted their money into all the right plans. They have translated their military skills into civilian resumes, bought a suit, and gone to job fairs, and for what? For most, it's so that they can slog along for another 20 years or so in a safe corporate or government job where they have no passion, bereft of a sense of mission and purpose that they felt in the military, immersed in frustration, and asking themselves why they have to wait so damn long to live the life they want to live, to be the person they want to be, the person they know they really are. So if this rings true to you, If you are one of these veterans, then why are you still waiting? When you can repurpose your assets to create more mobile sources of income over the long term. That's what the modern economy offers. So let's talk about assets for a minute. What are your assets? There are financial assets, of course, but not all assets are financial. 
your knowledge, your experience, your network. These are all assets that can be leveraged to create income or opportunities. Sometimes that means having a job, but working from home instead of commuting, you know, every Monday to Friday, every week, right? The job you have to commute might pay more, but that kind of lifestyle costs more too in money and specifically in time. Maybe when you figure in the amount of time you are spending in the community, your job, the paycheck, either way, isn't that different. The question is, which lifestyle would you rather have? A lot of the retirement mindset is based around getting a salary job. Once you get the salary job, you get the benefits and all that. You can work from home with a salary job and still be tied to the system in that way. But once you have done this and you understand the skill set, it becomes quite clear quickly. It's like, man, I could be doing this independently and eventually become self-employed. And if you're really paying attention, if you really want that kind of lifestyle, that's what your salary job is going to lead to. And at that point, the whole idea of this retirement planning model can go out the window. A lot of people stay stuck to it because they think that's the main tax benefit. But the ones who truly become autonomous start thinking about their money as just a resource for, for more wealth creation, which is really more time creation. Then retirement doesn't have to be defined as anything anymore, not with all the flexibility and control you could have in your new life. So now the question is, okay, I've got these government-qualified retirement accounts. They made some money in the market these last years, but going forward, I realized that I don't understand the market, and I don't like to invest in things I don't understand. It seems like a risky way to invest, but you know that's what everybody else is doing. That's the only place to get growth, right? Well, sure, that's true um, for the average investor. It's the only way to really beat inflation, unless somehow you're doing real estate. But the cool thing is, there actually are strategies that give you the option to invest in the market without actually putting your money at risk. So with certain types of financial vehicles, you're actually getting insurance on your stock market investment. And so this gets really interesting. Think about insurance for a moment. Insurance costs money, but the purpose of insurance is to protect yourself from a devastating financial loss, right? If you total your car without insurance, maybe you're out 40 grand. If your house burns into the ground without insurance, you're out hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if you are unfortunate enough to end up with a really serious health condition, treatment can quickly run into hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you carry insurance against all these things. And yet, how much money did you or did the average retiree in the retirement accounts lose in the recent stock market crash? Tens of thousands? Hundreds of thousands? How much did retired baby boomers just lose? You know, my family members probably sitting on around an average of a million dollars, down 
do the math if they weren't protected. So why wouldn't you insure yourself against that kind of devastating financial loss too? If you know it's an option. Well, it is. And not only that, but the car crash, the house fire, the devastating illness may never actually happen. In fact, odds are they're not going to. But more market crashes absolutely will happen. And the question is, will you be ready for it when it does, you know, given your life circumstances at that time. So the financial vehicles, the investment tools we're talking about, it's actually getting insurance on a stock market investment. And it works because you make it a deal with with the company and it goes like this. If the market loses money, you've got insurance on it, so you don't lose anything. But when the market's up, you get about 80% of the upside, maybe a little more. That's the cost of the insurance. That it's a, it's a pretty good trade-off. If you're getting up to 80% of the upside for 0% on the downside, you know, the insurance companies are simply putting insurance on your investment. And while anybody can do this using options or futures contracts, the very, very best people who are doing it are these very conservative insurance companies with a, a long, long-term profit plan in the decades. So they make money, so do you. And this type of a financial vehicle works for the insurance company because they're making that you know 20% of upside. And it works for you because it allows you to participate in the market's growth periods without risk of losing money during the inevitable corrections. Now you can take your retirement accounts and lock in your profits with a guarantee that you're not going to lose any more money. But take this one step further. Do you want to keep this money set aside as retirement-only dollars and use you know, the, the savings vehicle just to protect yourself from a future tax hike situation? Because the money that goes into these plans is not taxable. Or do you want to restructure how you are using your retirement dollars and maybe liquefy some or all of it within a shorter period of time while tax rates are low and you can repurpose it for better tax advantages, better liquidity, and better growth opportunities without risks? See, these financial vehicles start to open up your options for what your retirement dollars are really about versus the... I've just got to keep saving away mindset that you that says you'll you'll always get a seven percent rate of return if you keep that you know seventy percent stocks and thirty percent bonds and in a life cycle fund, and it'll just work out on its own. You're probably paying somebody one and a half percent of your money for what? You don't know. Advice? They give you a graph every year, and it's just nonsense. When it comes to the market, there are so many variables, and nobody knows anything. There's no real value in retirement planning because it's really just a gamble, a massive gamble, and everybody takes it. Everybody falls for it, and this just perpetuates the system. The big millionaires on Wall Street are the ones who move markets. Your little retirement account is nothing. 
but pooled together, all the little retirement accounts keep everything looking nice and hunky-dory until a bubble bursts. The vast majority of people are just going to keep following along, keep the retirement dollars invested, and then just be screwed when they eventually lose out. But the smart people are going to say, well, cool, that was a nice ride. And they're going to learn a few things, like the strategies that we teach. And they're going to take their money off the table. They're going to recognize that they have resources and assets. And they're going to move forward with the mindset that for them, the next decade is about financial control, meaning they don't lose money. So veterans don't lose your resources, right? (laughs) Understand the value of what you have going for you. That means how do you position your assets so that they benefit you? You Maybe you have a great pension. Maybe you have disability payments. Maybe you have savings. Maybe your greatest asset is your knowledge and skill sets. And how can you repurpose that asset into a positive cash flow? If your asset is sharing knowledge or skill that you have and people pay you for it, would that be considered retirement if you did it on your own time frame, your own desire? Why are we defining retirement as not getting up and going into a job anymore? Why do we think of retirement as an end? The retirement system we have today and that so many of us are locked into is basically saying, you're done, shut up, old man, old lady. And what a shame that we treat our older generations that way when we should have so much to learn from them. What is your number one priority in life right now, today? Where does retirement sit on that list? If you're a younger person, it's probably pretty low. And so the question is, all right, so if you're working 40 hours a week, you add another 20 or so hours a week for commutes and lunches and any extra work at home, and say you're saving 20% of your income towards retirement. That means that the dollars you are saving, the amounts you're socking away to roughly 15 hours a week into some little magical bubble where you would tend to reclaim at some point in the future. That seems like a pretty big trade-off, all things considered. Because if you took those extra 15 hours a week right now and maybe build a skill set, could build a business around those skills and then turn it into significant income stream, which is a better use of that 15 hours a week? Well, duh, it's creating a business opportunity for you now in the future. It's not focusing on saving and then going into shock when the stock market crashes you know, many years from now again when you need it most. And if you're currently a little bit older and you're nearing retirement, you've built up your assets and you're at a time when there's a lot of fluctuation or volatility, do you still have the kind of options I'm talking about? See, your generation may have reached adulthood and established careers and families before the internet age. And for that generation, saving made a lot of sense. And so that's where their assets are right now. But you still have a choice to protect what you have invested in the markets. And you should, specifically because you're going to need to rely on it more and sooner than the younger crowd. And maybe building new skill sets and building a business and all that kind of stuff isn't what you want to do right now. Maybe you want to live off your retirement accounts. And so now it becomes very, very important that your accounts not lose value. 
You don't have to gamble in the stock market on, on the future anymore. You can take advantage of tax mitigation and start to protect more of what you have so that you can give yourself a pay raise in retirement. Ultimately, saving, growing, and protecting your money isn't about retirement. Regardless of how you see your life unfolding and what you want for your future, the, the question is, how do you actually fund yourself and your lifestyle without taking major or unnecessary risks, especially given the uncertainties that lie ahead? People are living longer. The baby boomers are living longer, and, and they're going to need to guarantee that they can live on their assets. The strategies that they've been taught were all about accumulating wealth. And this makes sense, especially taking into account that financial advisors teach accumulation of wealth because they get paid a percentage of the wealth their accounts, their, their client accounts accumulate. And they don't get paid when you're taking your money out of your accounts. So at US Vet Wealth, we recognize that if you're really focused on the end goal here, which is to maximize the return on your investment, then the smartest thing to do is not to accumulate and protect that asset just so you can pass it on when you die. The smartest thing to, to do is to use it while you are still living in some way that is meaningful for you, and then enslave that wealth so that it creates more wealth. And we have strategies that can do both. The typical financial planning approach only did one thing. It was only about growing wealth and passing it on to your heirs and maybe living off a little stipend of it. With the modern strategies, you get a lot more flexibility in how you access that wealth which means that you also have the option to leverage it for more abundance than was pre previously possible, or that was previously only available when an estate passed. This paradigm shift allows for a redefinition of retirement. Even for people who are a little further along in life or nearing what would be considered a traditional retirement age. Do you want to be the 70-year-old just sitting around on the front porch knitting? I'm sorry, but that just doesn't seem to happen anymore. And anyway, I'm betting that's not who you want to be. You're too deep into that kind of life. You already know the internet. You're going to develop a passion, and you should, and share your knowledge and implement it. Like uh, this guy I met at a podcasting conference. He was a West Point grad, and in his early 70s, started a podcast with his son, you know, where they talk about boomer issues versus millennial issues. It's hilarious. Then I, I recently met a lady in her mid-50s who basically thought that she was done growing and developing. She didn't know what to do, but now she's taken the bull by the horns and decided that she just needs to get out there and build the skill sets she needs in order to make her dreams happen. There's no time frame on when you can or can't start. That's why our strategy is for people with a specific kind of mindset. It's not about where you're at in your career or how old you are or any of that. It's about this. Do you want to spend the rest of your life in the identity that you have today, or do you want to finally achieve the identity you always wanted to have? For people who want to keep growing, the journey doesn't stop. That's the fun part. We want to be here for you on your journey, so you don't have to be freaked out financially, so you don't get caught up thinking you have to work longer. We want to empower you to start actually you know, making some real choices 
and leverage what you've done financially and what resources you have. If you know there are certain resources that you need and you don't have them, we want to help you get them. We want to support you as you start getting serious about finding what you want because just spending your time to do a job you don't like doesn't make you happy. Traditionally, options for what to do with your money that is tied up in retirement savings plans were limited. You could keep your money there or you could take it out. You could lose possibly up to 40% of it to taxes and penalties. And today you have the option to take full control over your resources, both now and later. You can roll over your savings from one account to another. And once we develop a strategy for what you're trying to do and how you want to repurpose your accounts, your retirement-focused dollars, or other savings investment accounts, we can design a financial plan specifically for your needs. It can be really that simple. Thanks for listening to Wealth and Liberty and choosing to learn how to live an autonomous life. Please leave us a review on iTunes and share the show with a friend who you know needs to hear this message. Remember to subscribe at wealthandliberty.us and connect with me, Scott R. Tucker, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.